Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You, my friend, are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. Briefly, well, as brief as I can be, I just wanted to jump up on the podcast and and share my thoughts with you today. Because sometimes I I just be thinking to myself, right? Listen. To the glory of God, the desire for sin and to sin is gone from my life. And I pray in the name of Jesus that it is gone from your life as well. Praise God. Listen, I'm not looking and searching out ways to willfully sin against my God. I ain't doing it. I'm telling you, it is truly a miracle. I have to tell you because sometimes it is surreal. Like, how is it that I no longer want to sin? When before, in times past, I didn't even give it a second thought not to sin. I just did it. There was, there was no real regret or remorse. That is why I know this flesh of mine would enjoy nothing more than to get back to its wicked lust, lustful, okay, with a big old capital L, lifestyle. Listen, it would love nothing more than to put back on the old man because honestly the desire to do so it's like it doesn't even appeal to me anymore that alone on his face is a gift granted by my heavenly father now now on the same token I cannot underestimate the flesh 
and rely on my own strength to subdue it. I need the Lord's strength. I don't know about you all, but Cynthia needs the Lord's strength. For, and never forget this, my friend, the flesh is a contender and a bully. Because the new mindset is that if I don't keep it under subjection, it will have me return eagerly back to my vomit. Listen, your flesh, man, is at war constantly with your regenerated spirit. Mm -hmm. That is why we must pray to the Father in the name of Jesus for strength, endurance, mercy, and his grace to remain consecrated unto him and resist temptation at every turn. Amen. Also, to allow the Holy Spirit to to guide and direct us into all godliness. The indwelling Holy Spirit is renewing our mindsets that sin keeps you as a slave to darkness and unrighteousness. That leads to death, eternal separation from God, from his son for all of eternity tormenting in the lake of fire oh yeah beloved do you not know we have been set free from the power and controlling dominance and mastery of sin by christ jesus sacrificial atoning death on the cross for our sins? Do you not know that? Listen, without the Holy Spirit, our lives will be forever unchanged. We won't reject all ungodliness. We will continue to roll around in sin, playing in it, justifying it, making excuses for it, going to the holy scriptures to find all of these loopholes listen it is it's something about being led by god's spirit that keeps you in sobriety of mind which is what god ain't playing with that lake of fire listen god has standards and they are holy and they must be kept with all diligence and obedience. Listen, the Lord Jesus Christ will set the wicked on fire. Do you not know this? Study Malachi 4.1. Listen to what it says. Okay, because this is what, and many other scriptures like this, this I know keeps me sober-minded. 
and it will keep you sober-minded as well. If you are truly serious about getting out of here in one piece and, and getting yourself back up to heaven. Okay, if you if you are serious about your salvation, you will be wise to understand. Yes, God is love. He he is compassionate. He is merciful. He is forgiven. He is also just and he is righteous, and he is going to deal with his adversaries. You and I need to make sure we know without any doubt we have peace with him, okay? And this is why we must call through our lives on a daily basis, praying to the Father, is there any area in my life that I am in either willful sin or unknowing sin? Okay, check out your thought life because you may not be quote unquote doing anything, right? Sinful, but how are you thinking? Okay, because our thoughts will be judged as well because some people may not live a homo a homosexual lifestyle some may not be a fornicating Jezebel right but they sit back and have all of these murderous thoughts like unclean thoughts homicidal thoughts you know thoughts of wanting to harm someone but they know they can't because they are in Christ but they sit back and and play these movies of what ifs all day long and just be thinking off the chain so yeah you you must check out what you be thinking on why you be thinking this way because that will come that will come up on Judgment Day as well. Oh, yeah. So, Malachi 4 1. Okay. Listen, like I was saying, to what it says. For behold, the day is coming, burning like a furnace, and all the arrogant, proud, self righteous, haughty, and every evildoer shall be stubble. And the day that is coming shall set them on fire, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. So, with that being said, my friend, that, that puts the desire to sin and lust far from my mind. And likewise, it should be far from your mind too. Listen, 
I understand now what comes with willful sin. Revelation 20, 14. Then death and hell were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. Which is what? The eternal separation from God. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All of that comes with when you when you believe it's all right to stay in these adulterous remarriages. Yeah. Um all that lake of fire comes with when when you justify uh smoking weed every day. When you drink like a drunkard. I mean, you are just straight up a drunk. Okay. Let's 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 just put it all out there, right? You still like to sleep around. You can't for the life of you stop gossiping. You forget how Christ said that all liars will have their place in the lake of fire and yet you keep on lying. You seem to not want to get rid of that potty mouth, right? What else? You you still slander. You are still envious and covetous. You still parade around like the seductress because you don't know how to cover up that body. You make all kinds of excuses. Oh, it's hot. It's this. It's that. I, I can't help it that God gave me this body. What else? You are still idolatrous. You, you, you covet everything you see. What else? What else? Yeah, well, yeah, you you really is not living a born-again life because you are still in sin. And so with all of that, like Hebrews 10, 26 tells us, child of, child of God, that if we deliberately, deliberately, blatantly, on purpose, keep on sinning because there is no more sacrifice for sins because Christ Jesus already did what needed to be done on the cross. And so a savior is found in no one else. God was pleased with Christ Jesus' sacrifice. He accepted it. And the proof that he did was He rose Jesus from the dead. Jesus is still alive, folks, sitting at the right hand of God, interceding for us, right? And so if you and I choose to continue living that life, well, we we are deceived, number one, and we need to repent, number two. And does God's Holy Spirit really live on the inside of you because John tells us in his letters that those who have God's spirit on the inside on the inside of them 
God's seed. Do not make it a practice of sinning. As a matter of fact, he says they they cannot go on sinning. So there's a lot of thought that really needs to take place within the body of Christ. Because many of us are not going to make it. Listen, thank you, Holy Spirit. There's a lot that comes with you remaining in your sin. A whole lot. And it will last for all of eternity. So, what else I got for you? Revelation 2015. Because see, this is what comes with blatant sin. This is what comes with when when you take Christ Jesus as a joke. Yeah, most of us over here in the body of Christ, they love the whole concept that by grace we are saved, right? They love everything that comes with forgiveness, forgiveness but it seems to be in my opinion right and from my observations that no one wants to put away the sin (laughs) no one wants to like literally live a godly life so well what comes with that is what Revelation 2015 was talking about because it is saying that since everyone who goes before the great white throne is to be tried and sentenced for what? His deeds. And that how no one is sinless, right? And that the only way to escape condemnation and the lake of fire is to have one's name in the book of life through authentic faith in Jesus as Lord. So we got a problem. A major problem is on the table because Revelation 2015 is telling us whosoever name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire so like i said i just wanted to jump up here on a podcast this morning to share these sobering truths because sometimes we we must just sit back like take all of two seconds and meditate on these things okay yes we 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 are joyful we are finally at rest and peace the lord has given us much work to do for the kingdom it is exciting 
it is so awesome to see how you are in the perfect will of God for your life. I mean, happiness abounds, right? Stuff that would have normally caused you to worry and panic and be in crisis mode 24-7, you now find contentment in these trials and in tribulations. So it would do us well to also sit back and, and do some reflection. And so for me, I have this platform that I can share with you these thoughts that I be having. And I pray that they in some way inspire you and myself right that we have been given such an awesome opportunity as this and the awesome privilege to to be saved to to be chosen to be spared from this lake of fire because folks listen hell is real Okay, as torturous and terrifying hell is, that's nothing compared to this lake of fire because the Bible tells us again in Revelation 20 how hell and death itself will be thrown into this same lake along with Satan, the Antichrist, and his false prophet. Okay. Yep, that that pretty much does it for me. Listen, you don't have to tell me twice anymore how God ain't playing. And therefore, beloved, I want to encourage you to remain faithful to our Lord who paid a huge price for your freedom. Listen, love God with your whole heart's souls, minds, and strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself, as we were commanded by our Lord and God and Savior, Jesus Christ, for a day, capital D, has been set. That day of judgment is fastly approaching. Time is about to run out. Eternity waits for us all, my friend. Listen, hell enlarges herself every day to make room for the wicked. Don't be caught outside of your bodysuit without having made Christ Jesus your Lord and Savior. Listen. When you stand before him in eternity, your chance at repentance is gone. Your time has now run out. Why not stand in eternity before him to receive rewards at the Bema seat of Christ as a good and faithful servant and that how your works, your deeds, 
will serve as a testimony of your genuine faith. Why not? Because, folks, let me just be clear, okay? We know from Scripture that we are saved not by our works so that we may boast in our salvation. It is only by grace, God's amazing grace, that through our faith in Christ Jesus, we are saved. Okay, so on on judgment day, we ain't talking about how we got saved, right? Because some people would say, well, you teach a work-based religion. Folks, let, let's just get some clarity on the situation, right? Salvation comes through repentance. On judgment day, all of your ways, all of the fruit of your doings have been recorded in the, in the many books of your life. Scripture tells us how what has been written in those books is what you will be judged by whether those works were good or bad. Mm -hmm. So, without works, your faith is dead. Faith alone is not sufficient. So, the basis, the basis of judgment on Judgment Day, okay, will be determined by the fruit of your doings, whether they be good or bad. Your works will testify what was truly going on in your heart. You want to know why? We can look at Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Amen. See? So, we can be born-again believers all day, right? It is how you lived your life as a born-again believer, is what will be on on trial, if you will. Because we know that if we have lived, if we have 
endured until the end, that we have remained faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. We, we lived a crucified life, holy and righteous, not in willful sin, but actually being obedient to the Father until the end, then we can rest assured that we will have eternal life. That's why it is imperative to walk circumspectly. Look around your life constantly. Are you in sin anywhere? What are you doing? Are you are you producing fruit of repentance? Are you? Because as a as a follower of Jesus, our works will be tried by fire. And those works that were not pleasing to the Lord, although we may have thought so, they they will come out as um wood hay and or stubble some will come out as precious stones so the works we have done should be parallel to the faith we say we have do you have genuine faith have you lived your life in total reliance on the lord jesus christ did you put your full trust in him no matter when times were good or bad so with that being said lord jesus has repeatedly told us that in his word he will judge us by our deeds so i'm going to leave a link of those scriptures below but here they are okay because all of these apostate preachers and pastors and teachers and who knows could be some well-meaning right teacher of god's word they want to hone in solely about God's grace which we should know about because it is by the grace of God that we are being saved however they they fail because I was there firsthand they failed to also constantly just like they preach all of this hyper grace, all you got to do is believe on Jesus. They failed to also with the same vigor teach on sin and repentance. Everything about the lake of fire seemed to have gone by the wayside because every all of these mega churches and, and local churches want to I'm gonna put it out there they want to get paid off your types and offerings that is why they consistently put your back up under the law of Moses with tithing now I just did a teaching 
recently on the false doctrine of tithing. And I have done to the glory of God by his grace many, many teachings on this podcast. Whether or not we got to keep any one of them 613 laws of Moses. And so they have admitted that they must receive your your tithes and offerings in order to keep the church going. <clears throat> but they fail to also walk by the same faith that they preach to you week in and week and week out. They they don't walk by faith for for God to provide the necessary finances and resources to keep that ministry afloat. People will contribute, will will continue to donate and and give money to churches when they know they they are sitting under a leader that has been truly sent by the Lord Jesus to shepherd over that flock. Oh, people give cheerfully and willingly as they are being promoted by God financially. Oh, the money will continue to flow. These pastors get themselves in trouble when when they become covetous and see their uh, fellow uh, pastor over there down the street with a great big old 20,000 seat sanctuary. Everybody wants to be a mega church. Everyone wants to have the best choir. Everyone wants to have the best music equipment. All of that so that they can entertain you. Anyway, that's another rant for another day. I'm just here to share some of my reflective thoughts. So like I was saying, how judgment day on judgment day, what you will be judged by. You will be judged by your deeds and your works. But Cynthia, no, we have been saved by grace through faith and it's not by our works. I know that. I'm I'm not talking about salvation right now. I'm not I'm I'm not talking about how we got saved. I'm talking about judgment day. I, listen, I'm talking about a whole different topic right now. Because on judgment day, how we got saved is neither here nor there. Because the litmus test about your born again life is going to be on display by your works. What have you done, okay, as a born again believer in Christ? How did you truly live your life? Okay, because outwardly people people will say, "Oh, Sally was um very religious. Oh, she was very spiritual. Oh, she can preach that Bible inside and out. Oh, we know Sally is going to heaven." 
Meanwhile, behind closed doors, away from the public, how was Sally really living? And it will come up on Judgment Day. So I'm not talking about salvation, okay, as wonderful that it is, but I'm not talking about how we get saved. I'm talking about after after it is all said and done. Christ Jesus has now returned. The world has been burnt up. We had gone through the whole tribulation. Antichrist is thrown in the lake of fire. Satan is thrown into the lake of fire. It is finito kid. Okay. All of that faith, all of that's enduring until the end. All about how we got saved. That's it. We I'm talking about the day of judgment now, okay? So don't get confused about what I am talking about here. I'm talking about on the day of judgment when the books will be opened. Listen, Revelation 20, verse 12. I'm talking about this day right here. It says, and I, John said, and I saw the dead small and great stand before God. I'm talking about that day when all of us are standing before God. And then he said, what? And the books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Amen. See, I'm talking about that day where your works will be on full display in front of everyone as you stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether to receive rewards or to receive eternal damnation. So, let me give you 10 Bible verses about judgment according to works okay romans 2 6 who will render to each person according to his deeds second corinthians 5 10 for we must all before i'm sorry for we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Amen. First Corinthians 4, 5. Therefore, do not go on passing judgment before the time, but wait until the Lord comes, who will bring, who will both bring to light the things hidden in the darkness and disclose the motives motives of men's heart. And then each man prays will come to him from God. Amen. First Peter 1 17. If you address if you address as Father the one who impartially judges according to each one's work conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay on earth 
Amen. Listen, Peter was saying, if you call God Father, obviously that means, right, you must have been born again. You are now in the family of God, right? So if we have called on the name of the Lord Jesus to be saved, okay, well, conduct yourselves in fear during your time on the earth, knowing how you will be judged according to your work. This is what Peter is saying. And it is it is so telling. And this is what James was talking about also. So listen, I'm going to get to that. Revelation 20, 12. I just, I just read that to y'all, right? About how John saw the dead, the great and the small stand before the throne and books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life and the dead were judged from. The dead were judged from what? The things which were written in the books according to their deeds. Okay, this, all of our works, right? good and bad, good and bad, will testify against us. Because see, judgment is going to be based on your works. This ain't got nothing to do about, um, this has nothing to do with salvation at this point. Okay. We are now standing before Jesus in resurrected bodies okay resurrected bodies we are now standing before him in the courtroom of god awaiting to hear what the the final judgment of our souls will be okay will jesus tell you to go to the left of him or to the right of him and the determination for that decision will be what you have done with your life while in your body suit so whether or not you are born again whether or not you you are an an unrepentant sinner all the things that have been written down that you have done will come up and be shown for what they truly were. So we got Psalm 62, 12. And loving kindness is yours, O Lord, for you recompense a man according to his work. Proverbs 24, 12. If you say, see, we did not know this, does he not consider it who weighs your who weighs the hearts? And does he not know it who keeps your soul? And will he not render to man according to his work? Amen. Colossians 3.25 For he who does wrong will receive the consequence of the wrong which he has done and that without partiality. Amen. Proverbs eleven thirty one. 
if the righteous will be rewarded in the earth, how much more the wicked and the sinner. Amen. Listen, Christ Jesus tells us that when he returns, he will have his reward with him and he will give to every man, every man, woman, according to their ways, their deeds. So your reward, okay, will be based on the good you have done and the bad you have done. The unrepented, Christ-rejecting sinner will receive an, um, a reward as well. The faithful servant of the Lord will receive a reward as well. Everybody, thank you, Holy Spirit. Everybody, every single person on this earth will receive a reward. Now, what that reward will be? Well, we will all find out on Judgment Day. Now, won't we? Yeah. So, 1 Corinthians 3, 8. Now, he who plants and he who waters are one, but each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Amen. See? So, getting back to what I was saying. Listen, therefore, okay, if you have sincerely repented of your sins, then there will be a change in your behavior. Like I said earlier, salvation comes through repentance. Repentance, okay, is demonstrating new behavior in Christ that proves a change of heart and a conscious decision to turn away from sin. It is, it is changing your old way of thinking. Regret your sin and live a changed life. Whereby no longer do you desire to sin and you will make every effort to be holy. Folks, I can't express this enough. The hour of judgment is right around the corner. And praise God that he is tarrying Jesus' return because his delay is to our eternal advantage advantage that that it gives us the opportunity to repent now so that it won't be too late for us to stand blameless before the living God when he returns never forgetting that Lord Jesus said that the path to eternal life it is straight and it is narrow and it is hard, and that few will find that path. We must finish this race and get on back to heaven. So, beloved, live clean. Live holy. Repent and believe and stop sinning and turn back to God. Take a real look at your life. 
All we are doing on this flat earth is temporary. Your heart must be in the right place because from the heart, the Lord judges all motives. Because we can talk a good game. We, we can con people out of their money. We can deceive them. We can mislead them. We can lie to them. Putting on false airs. Putting on this premise that we are so holy and yet in private we ain't living right. We ain't believing right. We ain't thinking right. So everything and I believe this is what I wanted to stress that and and for us to keep in mind everything that we are doing good or bad is being written down none of this will be forgotten about okay everything we do will be on full display when we stand before Jesus everything these books will not go away they ain't going away they Heaven got to have a huge library, a huge recording system to chronicle every person's life, writing all this stuff down. And so I don't know if you have given any thought to this aspect, okay? Because our focus is on salvation and how we got saved and the argument constantly constantly is that well we are not saved by a works well we we know this we know this when James in closing when James over there in chapter 2 when he was talking about faith and works listen Verse 14, right? What is the benefit, my fellow believers, if someone claims to have faith but has no good works as evidence? Can that kind of faith save him? No, a mere claim of faith is not sufficient. Genuine faith produces good works. Amen. And those good works will testify. They they will serve as your evidence, evidence on judgment day because the books of your life will be opened. And apparently Jesus is going to these books. Okay. So you will have no excuse. Folks, listen, God is not a liar. The Bible tells us that God does not lie. He tells us who the liar is. It is Satan. And he has been lying to you this whole time with that damnable doctrine of once saved, always saved that that tells you 
that you could live your life any kind of way because you have eternal security and you got this in the bag and you most assuredly are going to heaven. That doctrine, that false doctrine, teaches you to take God's grace as a license to sin because all they focus on is grace, 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 grace. But no one is talking about the works, work, work, works that you are doing in your flesh still as you claim you have faith. Well, back over here to James. James is like, okay, if you claim you have all of this big time faith, well, well, then where is the evidence of your work that will back up what you claim? Where's the proof of it all? Because John the Baptist over there in Matthew 3, 8 was saying that we should produce fruit works in keeping with repentance. So in verse 15, of James 2, if a brother or sister is without adequate clothing and lacks enough food for each day, and one of you says to him, go in peace with my blessing, keep warm and feed yourself, um, and feed yourselves, but he does not give them the necessities for the body, what good does that do? So too, so too, meaning likewise, faith if it does not have works to back it up is by itself dead inoperative and ineffective what what good is it that we claim we have faith but there is no bona fide work of evidence to back that claim up. And so that is what is going to be judged. Where are your works? What have you done? Jesus will point to the evidence. Exhibit A, exhibit B, exhibit C, all the way to Z, no doubt. Just like in man's courtroom, right? And then I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to let you go. Just like in any courtroom on this earth, right? You have a defendant. You have the prosecuting team, and you have a judge, right? And then you have witnesses, eyewitnesses, right? The state presents its case against that defendant. Don't they have to have some evidence in order to convict that person? Because no doubt, thank you, Holy Spirit, that person's defense attorney, um, I mean, attorney, lawyer, okay, is going to stand up there and tell the judge how, no, my client is an upstanding citizen, okay? Verbally saying how good this person is. This person wasn't even at the scene of the crime, yada, 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 right? If the state does not present the evidence, that person is going to walk 
away scot-free from this crime. So they must produce evidence. And they, for the most part, will call a testifying witness to, to counteract his claim of innocence. So the eyewitness gets up on the stand and testify how, in fact, they witnessed this person committing, committing the crime. And not only that, to the defendant's surprise, there is actually videotape surveillance of him actually doing this because unbeknownst to him, there was a hidden camera recording, capturing all of this on tape, okay? And likewise, in heaven, there's a recording system as well, recording all of this stuff we are doing, good or, or bad. So back to the courtroom, right? So eyewitness gets up there and, and, and testify to what he or she witnessed. And not only that, the smoking gun of it all, because true, people can lie, right? How many false witnesses have we heard and seen, okay? The acid test, the smoking gun, if you will, will be this recording, because you can't lie about what was captured on the tape, because a camera don't know you. It is an inanimate object. It really don't care if you are innocent or not. It it just recorded what was before it, right? Boom. They produced the smoking gun. Well, judge, here we go. He, on videotape and see you committing that crime. So all those 10 days that the trial was uh, taking place, you kept claiming, no, I'm innocent. No, I'm innocent. I didn't do it. No, it wasn't me. And lo and behold, here we go. Got your face fully in the camera. What you going to say now? What you going to say now? Everybody in the courtroom is looking at you on camera robbing the First National Bank. Talking about, no, that wasn't me. No, I was over here. I was doing this. Um, that witness is, is, is a bold-faced liar. Okay. Okay. But what's on surveillance, though? What you got to say now? So your right judgment will be guilty. 15 to 25 years of hard labor. Well, then how much more, more so in the courtroom of the Lord? The evidence will speak for itself. Just like that surveillance camera captured you in the very act of your dirty deed when out of your mouth you swore out on a stack of Bibles. No, that wasn't me, judge. Uh-uh. They got the wrong person. Uh-uh. Wasn't me. And then the videotape. Well, on Judgment Day, I don't know if there will be any arguing going back and forth. Jesus is going to be like, okay, 
bring out his books. Okay? Because you could believe that that you were a follower. And Jesus would say on that day, he said, many would say, Lord, Lord, did we not do this? Did we not do that all in your name? And he would say, namely, he was talking about in Matthew 7, 21, about those false prophets. But I believe in Luke, it's for all of us too, right? He's going to say, I never knew you. Depart from me. Now, I don't know if there'll be any kicking and screaming, but it must be some resisting going on for it, it to say over here in Revelation how you will be thrown. So that tells me, I don't know what, one of them angels are, are going to pick you up and throw you. So there may be, no, I know there's going to be some kicking and scratching and screaming and resisting going on for them to throw you. So... That's all I got to say. Faith, no, works, no. (laughs) Faith without works is dead. That's it. And to sum it all up, give heed to the fact that you will be judged by your works. And again, I'm not talking about salvation I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that we are saved by our works. No, I'm talking about being judged by your works. I ain't talking about salvation right now. I'm talking about on the day of judgment. After it is all said and done, we are now standing before Jesus to give an account for our lives how did we live because we can say oh yeah i have faith yeah i believed in jesus and then he's going to go to the books aka surveillance tape on full display come to find out you were a liar you were a deceiver you were a hypocrite Mm. lord Have mercy on us all. Father, in the name of Jesus, keep us all sober-minded. Everything we are doing in this body is being recorded in the books in heaven. May we all put away the sin. Thank you for the gift of repentance. That we don't even desire to sin anymore. Namely, number one, we love you with everything within us. And number two, you are not playing with anyone trampling over the shed blood of your son. You are not tolerating anyone grieving your Holy Spirit. So... There's a place that has been made for all who reject Christ Jesus, all who continue 
continue to remain in willful sin. It is called eternal separation. It is called the second death. It is called the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. Have mercy on us all today, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All right, folks, there we go. I just wanted to share that with you today. Take heed and know that everything we are doing is being recorded in heaven and it will serve as a witness against you or for you on a day of judgment. Live clean, live holy, repent and believe and turn back to God. And Lord willing, I shall be talking to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.